The Other Woman. The three little words you don't want to hear. They're shrouded with judgment, blame, even hatred. They stand for some floozy sauntering into a perfectly happy couple's life and stealing the man without any sympathy or care. I mean, of course the cheater is bad too. They're the one actually in the relationship. But it's usually the other woman's fault, right? She's the real bad guy. But have you ever thought about why someone would become the other woman? How they feel about what they're doing? Whether they really did intend to split the other couple up or whether they even cared? Well, strap in, dear listener. You're about to find out. I'm single. I'm not hurting anyone. And if he has the relationship and isn't dealing with it, that's his problem, not mine. If she can't even pick up that her boyfriend has been cheating on her for this amount of time, well, yeah, she must be a bit of an idiot. I'm Georgia Love and this is Everyone Has an Ex. Come with me as we dive into a collection of unconventional stories about relationships past, from the eyes and the hearts of the very people who lived them. This story starts when our protagonist, Ruby, was 26. I was still quite young and naive. I suppose I was your cliche <laughs> private school girl. I'd been at an all-girls school from years 1 to 12, so I'd had very limited interactions with guys before that and my first real relationship wasn't until I was about 23 years old. The day after her 26th birthday, the wide-eyed, bushy-tailed girl from the suburbs started working in a brand new job at a brand new company. And the very first thing she noticed walking through the door that first day was her new boss, Tim. First thing I noticed about him was he was almost like this walking cliche. He was extremely attractive. He was this six foot three, uh, blue eyed, sandy blonde hair guy who literally rode a motorcycle to work. So sounds like the world's biggest cliche. Ah, uh, a crush on your boss. Totally not cliche. Ruby knew it was silly. He was her boss. And there were plenty of other attractive women around the office. He almost certainly wouldn't see anything in her. Or so she thought, but within just a couple of days, she started wondering if perhaps the feeling could be mutual. I suppose it started off just with his comments. He might start with making comments about my appearance. Um, I may need a lift to somewhere else while we were during working time and he might just make a little sly comment that we might, you know, head off to a park, you know, before we head off to the other meeting off-site, little things like that um, definitely caught my attention and I knew that he wasn't big on social media um, prior to getting to know me and he very quickly, when he found out I was on social media, got an account as well and was quick to add to me and give me his phone number, but tried to make it more casual in the sense that, oh, well, this is for work purposes. You know, if you need my help with anything or need to contact me, here's my number. So those things I thought weren't quite as straight, I suppose, as just a simple boss and employee relationship. 
Her boss was totally flirting with her and she wasn't stopping him. It was exciting, fun and incredibly flattering to be picked out as the one girl in the office the motorcycle-riding, sandy-haired, high-powered boss was focused on. I definitely was floating back. I've always owned that and the decision that I made to give him the green light in that regard. I didn't shut it down. I might make little comments like, oh, you know, shut up, Tim. Like, we're not doing that. Take me to the meeting type of thing. If we were in the car driving somewhere, there was one night in particular, I remember I'd been there for about two months at this stage and he... Um, had seen on uh, social media that I was going to a particular event that Friday night and he messaged me saying, oh, why don't you ditch that event and we'll head out for dinner tonight. Just like that, Ruby found herself agreeing to a date with her boss. It felt completely normal. Um, I was extremely nervous, I do remember that, but I instantly felt at ease with him when he was there. Um, he had been waiting 45 minutes for me prior, um, so he was very keen for that date and it just felt completely normal. We were in a public place, we were just having dinner like any regular couple and it was a great night. Things did progress very quickly after that first date and I just rolled with it. During the attentive to me in Every day um, through communication, there would be the regular morning text. My day didn't start with unless I'd got a text from him. He would be the last person that I spoke to at night before going to sleep with the text messages. And it was just constant communication throughout the day. And obviously I saw him in person as well. He was coming over to my house constantly throughout the day um, when we weren't at work. Um, I had a lot of midweek days off and so did he. We used to do shift work. So if we had any midweek days off together, he would always be at my house. And it just, it felt like a very normal relationship. We'd be going out for lunches um, and it wouldn't just be the whole use and abuse, come over and leave an hour later. We'd be together from like nine to five that day when he was over at my house. And yeah, I did love the attention. it isn't something that I had ever experienced before in any relationship. And despite the age difference, I liked his old school ways. I thought he was very chivalrous and I liked the attention he gave me, which is I find with younger guys, yeah, they're not as attentive. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. I forgot to mention that part, didn't I? We might have been picturing a suited up 20 or 30-something babe who wooed and bedded all the women in the office, but it wasn't quite that. Uh, He was 23 years older than me. That's right. While Ruby had just turned 26, her boss Tim was a 49-year-old divorced father of two, his eldest actually two months older than Ruby. I suppose at first, yes, I did have reservations about it, Um, especially when he started giving me attention quite early on. I was not 100% sure if it was just a bit of a game to him or he actually meant it and he was going to act on it. And I was uncomfortable at first, I must admit, but flattered at the same time. Um, I never saw myself as much and... I worked with a large group of people, so for him to single me out and give me that attention, I did find very flattering and 
I suppose there were aspects where I thought, oh, we might not have much in common, but that instantly, not instantly, but that very quickly went away. When we did start hanging out and going on dates, I realised that we actually did have a lot in common. So it did become irrelevant to me, I feel. I I thought he was attractive. I thought we got along, so the age wasn't really a big deal to me at all. I suppose despite the cliches of big age differences in relationships, I wasn't there for the money. He had none. Um, he wasn't a sugar daddy. I used to uh, call him Splendor Daddy, actually. It's just an older guy who didn't have any money. So that cliche and that rumour was um, I can put to bed. So this is where we find ourselves, dear listener. Ruby and Tim, despite a 23-year age gap, found themselves in a full-blown office romance. And what's a good office romance without a bit of secrecy? I was living this duplicitous life, that's what I like to call it, of lying to all my friends at work. I had to pretend that I really didn't think much of him. If people were mentioning him, I had to act very blasé about it. Um, There were a few times that I think we did get caught out a little bit. I remember going to work with him one day in his car and one of our colleagues saw us, so that was a bit uncomfortable, but I just made up a lie and said that my car had broken down and I needed him to come and pick me up and take me to work. So I suppose there was definitely an element where it was exciting. it's always, I suppose, that element of danger as well, of not getting caught and it's just our little secret. No one else knows about it. It went on like this for a couple of weeks, sneaking around, sleeping over, texting all day and all night. But it got to a point where Ruby started to wonder, well, why can't we tell anyone? It was just this constancy, I suppose, of making up lies and fabricating a story and putting people off the scent, which... Those things started not quite to add up to me because if it was a normal relationship, I wouldn't have to make all these lies up. So that's where I suppose alarm bells started with me. I had started to hear rumours, though, from other colleagues in regards to his living situation, though, and the fact that he actually may have a girlfriend living at home. Wait, what? I suppose his living situation wasn't actually something we'd really discussed and I suppose in my naive mind I just assumed that he didn't have a girlfriend based on the fact that we were going out just as a regular couple. There was no mention of a girlfriend so I just went along with that and I was in a very awkward situation of weighing up what to do there. He was interested in me. We'd gone on several dates. We'd already entered into a relationship and then I found out these rumours and I didn't quite know how to act. Ruby was in a really uncomfortable and difficult position. She couldn't say anything to the colleagues who brought up this alleged girlfriend because they didn't know she was seeing Tim, but she didn't want to bring it up with Tim either. I was in a lose-lose situation, whereas he was in a win-win situation there. Um, If I approached him about it and it went badly, he would end things with me and he was never going to be in a situation of ending up alone. He was either going to be with me or with his girlfriend, so that was never an ideal outcome for me and the working situation would have been extremely difficult if he had ended things with me. 
and I wasn't really willing to sacrifice my job. It did make our working relationship struggle. I did definitely try to distance myself at first from him when I started hearing these rumours and at first he just kind of let things die down a little bit as well but then the persistence again he would start buying me gifts it would be the constancy of communication the text messages how are you why aren't you talking to me as much is everything okay so without any discussion of said rumors they ended up right back together again if you don't speak it out loud the problem's not real right wrong because as Ruby found out, she could only avoid the massive elephant in the room for so long. I actually found out because he went on an overseas holiday with his girlfriend. Yes, that was very difficult. He went away for a week. So, and again, I didn't actually confront him about it, but that's when I officially found out he definitely had that girlfriend because he was going away at the time. So, that whole week he went he actually took a month off work and for a week or two he was overseas with her. And that was a very difficult time for me. And I really was contemplating a lot of things at the time, thinking, oh, should I progress with things when he gets back? Yes, he came home and acted like nothing was even wrong. And he bought me all these gifts from when he was overseas, came over to my house and just had to lie, absolutely nothing had happened. And I probably confronted him maybe a month or so after that. It actually was due to an argument that we had over text. Um, he'd messaged me saying that he wasn't able to um, text me that much that night because he was going to a 50th birthday party and I just instantly lost it and said, well, you know, like you've got your age-appropriate girlfriend then to be going to the party with and good riddance to you. And we didn't talk actually over the weekend and it was very awkward when I went back to work on Monday. And that's, I think, when we finally sat down to talk about things after I'd sent that text message. Because that dynamic had changed then where I'd actually acknowledged there was an issue. Yeah, he basically said that he was in a difficult situation and he'd been falling for me and he didn't know what to do. And I was very uncomfortable then. I didn't actually respond to him because he just kind of dropped this bombshell. And again, I wasn't in a situation where I was going to, I suppose, um, come out on top there. I couldn't admit my feelings to him because he still went home to his girlfriend every night and I didn't. He basically just said, well, you knew about that, so I don't know what you want me to say regarding that, which I found very hurtful because that was just basically putting all the responsibility back on me and almost saying that I was a bad person for going along with it. So I didn't really react very well to that and hence why I started ignoring him and distancing myself from him. And I did have to go out of my way to avoid him in the workplace and he was always just there though. That's something I remember about him. 
he knew what I was doing and he knows me very well. He would know that my little avoiding tactics and he'd be waiting for me out in the corridor when I ended my shift to talk to me about things or I might go to my pigeonhole at work and there would be a gift waiting for me there. Look, sometimes there would be fairly expensive jewellery there, but I'm not about that. It was more the sentimental gifts that meant the most to me. It might simply just be like my favourite chocolate he'd put in my pigeonhole or um, a cute little toy that he thought reminded him of me. Um, Yeah, just really little old school things. Um, He just knew me very well. They were always very personal gifts. His messages, you know, going on about my appearance and, you know, saying that he's not good enough for me and, oh, if he just won lotto tomorrow, he would, you know, take me as his trophy wife and, you know, go to the Caribbean with me and, oh, just all these very over-the-top things, which, yeah, you get swept up in. And I did get swept back into it. Um It started off, I suppose, maybe once a fortnight. Initially, we were catching up and going on dates and it did progress very quickly. He would constantly change his schedule um, at work to kind of fit in with my schedule so he could see me more. So we were probably at the point where we were catching up once or twice a week um, if our roster allowed it at work, maybe even three days a week. So it was very full on. I suppose the girlfriend, she just became unspoken again between us. It was something I'm going to have to accept and go along with. So there it was. Within just a couple of months of starting in this new job, she wasn't only dating her 49-year-old boss, she was doing so as the other woman, the other much younger woman. The living girlfriend was his age. They had been de facto for about seven years. I did find that out later. So it definitely wasn't a new relationship, which look, I, I did feel guilty about that. I'm not a heartless person. And I, I did weigh up the consequences and my actions regarding that. Um, but he was just so brazen and so confident with all his actions. He, his actions didn't add up, um, In regards to those stories, I remember in particular we had a work function. It was a colleague's going away party and he was all over me that night in front of other work colleagues. Um, He was very open and I know a lot of the other colleagues were kind of looking at us like, okay, something's going on there. And I thought, well, you know, if he doesn't seem too concerned, why should I be? I suppose I almost adopted the mindset of I'm single I'm not hurting anyone and if he has the relationship and isn't dealing with it, that's his problem, not mine. So they entered into a full-blown affair, sneaking around after work, sneaking around during work, texting all day and all night. He'd even sleep over at her house, all the while his partner Leanne knew nothing. Well, initially I thought it was more his issue than mine. I was single. He was the one with the relationship It wasn't my responsibility to um, end things and he had to take responsibility for that and he was a lot older than me as well. He should be able to make those adult decisions and have those hard discussions with his girlfriend and I suppose I always thought that I 
was getting the best side of him, so to speak. I was the one that was getting all his attention. He was the one that was giving me the gifts and focusing so much on me and I, yeah, I did see her as collateral damage, unfortunately. I thought, well, if she can't even pick up that her boyfriend has been cheating on her for this amount of time, well, yeah, she must be a bit of an idiot. And maybe I did see it like a cliche. Maybe I just thought, look, she's gotten older. He's not attracted to her anymore. And as awful as that sounds, you know, that sometimes is the reality of things and people grow apart. I suppose it was always a cliche story of, oh, you know, the relationship's been dead for, you know, a year or two now before you came on the scene. I should have ended things a year ago and I will. There was always that reassurance that he was going to end things with her. It was just a matter of time. And something that I didn't like about their relationship, which irritated me about her, was he constantly was talking about this sense of owing her something in life. She's stuck by me through really difficult situations. I've had really shit times in my life and she's always been there for me. She's been stable and been a good woman to me. So I I have to stick with her and that's why I'm still with her, why I haven't just cut her off and left her. And I thought that was always a bit cowardly. You never stay with someone out of obligation in my mind and affairs and cheating I they're not right I I don't condone them and he should just I believe that if you're not happy in a relationship you do leave but it wasn't my place to be ending that relationship so it was that constant reassurance so that he was going to end things so for me it was a waiting game and yeah I, I probably did think she was a bit stupid because I I couldn't quite comprehend how she had no idea about the cheating, like we were messaging nonstop even when he was at home with her. Like until the moment I went to sleep, we'd be texting. And I'm like, well, if you're living together, surely what he's lying in bed next to you texting me. I didn't understand the dynamics of it. And she made him do a lot of errands, which used to annoy me. It almost sounded like the dynamics of their relationship was just her getting him to do things, (laughs) which didn't quite sit well with me either. So that's probably how I justified the affair. But to Ruby, it was more than just an affair. The first conversation we ever had regarding feelings was after our colleague's going away party and when he did say he was falling for me and that was the beginning of things and there were times when I would, you know, say to him, look, this is just a game, you're just using me you know, for a bit of a thrill and this satisfies some aspect of your life where you want to be a dominant male and have the younger girlfriend. And he would always deny that and say it wasn't about that. He was very kind and caring and he did those little thoughtful things. We had gone to the beach for five hours on a 40-degree day. I ended up with a bad case of heat stroke and I passed out in a local IGA and he literally caught me as I passed out like my knight in shining armor (laughs) and then nursed me for like 24 hours straight did not leave my side he was like mortified that he'd let me get to that state and he hadn't looked after me well enough so it doesn't have to be like the really big romantic gestures and a lot of money spent 
it's just those little things where you find a guy really cares for you and does those things. There was a very deep infatuation there. Um, I can go as far as to say love now, looking back on it, um, probably lust and infatuation to begin with. But, yeah, I definitely think there was love. Yeah, absolutely. And I think on his side as well. I like to use the old saying that it wasn't just a torrent affair based on physicality. There were lots of times when it wasn't about the physical aspects of it. That was just a bonus. I think it was the conversations that we had and I think we genuinely understood each other and that's not something you experience every day. To have that level of understanding with someone and be able to have conversations about absolutely anything and to keep an open mind, that's quite rare to find in someone and we had that. So she waited. She waited for Tim to decide when was the right time to leave Leanne and finally be with her. She believed he would, for a while anyway, but things kept going just as they were, leading to a mammoth battle between Ruby's head and heart. She loved this man. She couldn't be the other woman any longer. It was actually the second overseas holiday that he took, um, probably seven or eight months into the relationship at that stage. He went on another holiday with her and that was kind of my breaking point where I thought, I can't do this anymore. This is tearing me up inside. I can't be that other woman who's sitting at home crying over this guy while he's gallivanting overseas with his girlfriend. And I had really made up in my mind then that I was going to end it with him. I'd had that distance. He hadn't been communicating with me while he was overseas. And when he came back, he messaged me, had lots of gifts for me, and I said, that I didn't actually want to see him initially, but he wouldn't take no for an answer. And we went out for breakfast that morning and I was completely going to end things with him. I'd made sure we were in a public place and I wasn't going to uh, be influenced by him at all and fall into his usual traps. And that's when he dropped the bombshell that they were actually breaking up and he was going to be moving out. So... The dynamics changed again because I suddenly thought, oh, okay, well, maybe I don't need to break up with you then. Maybe we can have a normal relationship now where another woman is not in the picture and we can actually, the weight has paid off and I can finally actually have a normal relationship with him. Now, I know where you probably think this is heading, but lo and behold, Tim actually did it. He broke up with Leanne and moved out. It did become full on after that. He was staying in my house probably three or four nights a week. Um, we'll spend in the weekends together. It felt like a completely normal relationship. Um, we hadn't officially gone and told anyone at work, but I suppose that's only because of the dynamics that he was my boss and that would you know, make for a difficult um, workplace relationship and it wasn't really their business anyway. So we didn't really go telling people at the office, but, yeah, I thought everything was going really well in the relationship. I thought the waiting game had finally paid off and 
you know, he actually had left her in the end of it. So, yeah, I didn't really have any doubts as to that we were going to be together, like officially. It went on like this for a couple of months. Things were great. Ruby finally had her man. Leanne had been let down easy and never had to know her partner of seven years had actually been sleeping with a colleague the same age as his daughter. After all the lying and sneaking around, Ruby and Tim were finally together, being honest and open about their feelings and their relationship. Or so she thought. I was getting to the point where I was thinking, well, things aren't quite adding up here. He's not really making any effort to get his own place. And again, the rumours had started at work that he was still in contact with his ex-girlfriend and he'd been going over there quite a bit and was still doing a few errands for her every now and again amongst other things, I'm sure, and I did confront him about that in not a very nice way. I'd lost my subtlety by that point and sent him a very heated message saying, what's all this I hear about all these rumours and you're still in contact with her? And he blatantly denied it, saying, no, don't know what you're talking about. These people are just spreading shit about me and causing trouble. It's not the case at all. I had to just say, look, whatever, I don't accept that aspect of your relationship, but don't do it again. And he agreed with that. And that's when it's got to Christmas Eve. I had a friend message me and tell me that um, he was having his ex over for Christmas dinner with his family. And that set off World War Three, to say the least. That was probably the final straw for me where I thought, no, I don't accept that. I have been nothing but loyal to you, even while you've had a girlfriend. Um, you've left her. Why would you be having her over for Christmas dinner with your family? And I messaged him saying that I wanted nothing to do with him. And I also sent her a Facebook message. Hi, Leanne. Did you want the Christmas present that your boyfriend has given me? I've been sleeping with him for 10 months. Then she responded back to me saying that he denied everything, that he'd never been with me and we worked together and that was about it. He didn't know why. I was making up all these lies about him and she basically said that I was a crazy bitch. And and she wanted proof. That was the main thing she kept asking for. She said she wouldn't believe anything unless I provided some type of proof. So, look, I'm a fairly blunt person. I just sent her about nine months' worth of messages between us and said, happy reading. And he still tried to deny things. He still tried to downplay it and say, oh, you know, yeah, okay, fine, we were together, but it really didn't mean anything and it was a complete one-off. You know, this has never happened before and it's never going to happen again. So, of course, I was completely hurt. Like That could have probably been the most hurtful response that he could have given 
denying that he'd even had anything to do with me. And that just started this really, really bad downward spiral in my life. He gave me no closure whatsoever. He completely cut me off at work. He got moved to another department, actually. Um, So he'd obviously had words with management and requested that transfer. And I was left, I suppose, just in this situation of I was left in this past life. I was still in his old department, still we live in these memories and not getting any closure that I needed. And people eventually actually did find out at work that this had happened because at that point I just thought, you know, I'm just going to tell people at work. I'm not keeping his secret anymore. Some people had already guessed it. We probably weren't the best at hiding it at times. And I was just left a mess, to be honest with you. Once he cut me off, I was in a really, really bad way. And he really didn't care, in my opinion. He he was happy. He'd been moved to another department. It was actually a promotion, so he was doing very well. And... I think he was trying to mend things with Leanne at the time and I was hearing that from other people in the workplace as well, which just made me feel even worse about myself, that he could so easily have used me for 10 months and then just simply slotted back into his old life. So people couldn't quite understand, well, he's going really well in life. Why is she still so cut up about everything and... Why can't she accept it? And people don't have a lot of sympathy for the other woman. A lot of people, I suppose, have thought, well, she had what was coming for her, I suppose. If you do that, you're going to suffer the consequences. Reality hit Ruby hard. Well, I actually hadn't obviously spoken to a lot of people about the relationship, so... That was a really difficult conversation to have with a lot of people. I was going through heartbreak. I was going through a breakup and some people weren't even aware I'd even been in a relationship and some people felt a bit hurt that I'd lied to them about it. I had to confront people and say, well, actually this has been going on for nearly a year in my life. And some people didn't have sympathy for me. A lot of people thought, well, you know, He was never going to leave her, really. He just led you on. He's this older guy and he just wanted a bit of fun, but he was always going to go back to the age-appropriate girlfriend. I felt very, very isolated. I felt no one understood me and I'd lost my best friend as well at the end of the day. He was the person that I spoke to about any issues that I had at work and in my personal life. He was the person that messaged me every morning. He was the person I messaged before I went to sleep every night. So there was a huge hole in my life that was suddenly there that I didn't realise he'd actually, he had consumed so much of my life. And when he was finally out of it, I was like, wow, okay, I didn't actually realise you played such a huge part in my life. Even my manager didn't look upon me favourably at that point as well. She'd let him leave the department, but 
she didn't think very highly of me for having a workplace relationship. So she punished me in the sense that she wouldn't let me move to another department. And I was just stuck in this purgatory, I like to call it, and I couldn't get out of it. So I was very defeated at that point in my life. I had just become a shell of a person, really. I was just in this auto mode, waking up, going to work, going home, barely socialising with people, became very reclusive. And my family did become very concerned about me. And I did end up going into hospital for two weeks due to that, which I had told him about. I told him that I was at such a low point in my life that I, I had to do that. He didn't even really seem to care. He didn't bother contacting me while I was there. And when I did come back to work after two weeks, we'd had one conversation. I think he asked how I was. It was very brief. If the constant reminders at work weren't hard enough, Leanne soon got a job and me get two doors down from their office. And if there was one thing that was inevitable about this whole situation... It's that there was always going to be a run-in of some sort. The location of that inevitable run-in, well, where could be more public or more embarrassing than a shopping mall food court? She saw me first and I saw her and, yeah, I was stuck there for a second. I didn't know how to act or what to do and then she just started yelling at me and that really started the... um, you know, the big altercation. Yeah, I remember her actually saying to me a lot that he owes me nothing and that I need to stop trying to converse with him and get this closure like he owes me nothing, which I found quite offensive in the sense that you don't know any of the dynamics of our relationship or what we've been through, so who are you to state that to me? And, look, there were digs about age, Um, According to him, it wasn't so much the fact that he cheated that she hated the most. It was the fact that he cheated on her with a girl so much younger. So there were definitely age comments thrown around. I suppose that was just a year of built-up anger and resentment coming to the surface, but he didn't even step in and try and do anything He was almost watching it for his own enjoyment. Ruby was now heartbroken, abandoned and publicly humiliated. But things were about to get even worse. There was a complaint lodged um, from an anonymous member of the public regarding that, which I'm very, very sure that she had a part in. Yeah, unfortunately, ended up losing my job over that. Um, That was probably... The final straw in regards to, yeah, everything that happened between us. Um, I think for the rest of that year, I was just on this really bad downward spiral. Um, A lot of people just said to me, which I really hated to hear that, you know, he's just some gross older guy, you know, You're this, you know, young, fun female. You can get out there, start dating again. Why are you still so hung up on this old guy? And I really resented hearing that because it was like my hurt wasn't the same as hers because she was simply older than me and 
just to downplay my hurt based on my age. It really pissed me off. And I'm like, well, my pain is still relevant. I've gone through something as well, just like she has. This relationship has affected every facet of my life. Um, It's affected my living situation, my work situation, how I view relationships, men, myself even. I've had to move in with family temporarily to sort myself out and obviously financially because I lost my job from it and reconnecting with friends as well that I had sort of neglected while I was in that relationship and that is something I'm still working through, Um, the trust issues that come with the relationship. Um, I don't know if I have any trust in men still to this day and that's something I'm still working on and to attract the right type of man as well I have to do the work on myself and I'm very big on that I'm not into rebounds I'm not just going to be in a relationship for the sake of being in a relationship and I think by doing all this work on myself and putting that time and effort in um, hopefully I will attract the right person in the future because it's taken a lot of time it's taken a lot of money a lot of uh, therapy time It's through the support of my family and friends that I have made progress. I'm very passionate now about mental health issue and and getting the right treatment for it and especially in young women as well and getting the support they need. With the benefit of hindsight, Ruby's outlook on being the other woman has evolved. I definitely have a different view on, I suppose, cheating in the context of I never understood how it would even begin previously and what would possess another woman to go after someone else's man and, you know, what type of woman would even do that. And looking back on this situation now, it's so much more complicated than that. It's, you know, not a black and white situation. It's not just this awful woman who wakes up one day and goes, oh, you know, I'm going to end this relationship and, you know, it's not straightforward like that. There's so many different elements to it and unfortunately we we still live in a society where I suppose men get it a bit easier than women. Like he probably just got a pat on the back from all his mates saying, oh, you know, good on you, mate, you got a younger woman and or, you know, shit got you know, a bit real there for a second, but you're all good now. And I was never looked upon, you know, in in that light. I definitely never got a pat on the back saying, oh, well done for that. You know, I was was one suffering the consequences at the end of the day, not him. And I had the lose-lose situation as well. He, He was never going to end up alone in whatever situation he chose, whereas I was always probably going to end up second best. So, yeah, I think life's a lot more complex than what people think it is. I definitely thought cheating was a very black and white thing prior to this and there's so many different elements to it. If um, the idea had not been presented, the thought would not have been entertained and that was definitely the case in my situation. Like if he had not pursued me and, you know, asked me out for dinner and given me all that attention, probably nothing would have happened. I you know, had a, you know, a good time with him during, you know, that year. But 
looking back, the the consequences have been too great. Um, he had no remorse for his actions, and it's yeah really altered every aspect of my life and not been a positive experience. I've had to yeah change so many different things in my life and. Look, I'm still suffering the consequences now, so I'm still going through things. So, look, as much as I hate to say, I, I do think my life would be better off if he'd not been in it. Yeah, the thought of another relationship is pretty daunting, pretty scary. I haven't written it off, but I'm definitely not going to rush into that. Uh, it's been a very slow process for me, and. I would really have to build trust with someone before entering into a relationship with them and get to that point where I know 100% that I can trust them and honesty is so important to me now. I'm not going to live, you know, this secret double life in any relationship. I'm not going to get, like, swept up into anything like I did previously. And... Look, I am positive about the future. Um, this might have been, you know, the push I needed to change careers, to, you know, reassess aspects of my life. I've, I've got options at the end of the day of what I can do. And, yeah, I know it sounds cliche, but, you know, the world kind of is my oyster in that regard. Like, I've got lots of choices ahead for me. I'm not locked into anything, so I've got freedom to make those decisions. next time on the season final of Everyone Has an Ex. Went to the door um, and this gentleman introduced himself to me. I have no idea what his name was, but he was one of the senior people in the fire brigade in WA. Um, And he told me that there'd been an incident on station with Todd and that I needed to come with him. And I just remember going over and just holding him saying, Todd, they're telling me that you're dead. Just wake up. This is ridiculous. They're telling me that you're dead. Everyone Has an Ex is written and narrated by me, Georgia Love, produced by Linda Scott and edited by Matt Sofo. Thank you for listening. We would love to hear from you. If you like what you've just heard, please hit subscribe, write a review and leave us five stars. If you think you've got a better story, Send it to us at everyonehasanex at mintymedia.com.au. That's M-I-N-T-Y media.com.au. And follow us on Instagram at at everyonehasanex.